Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We don't care. All shapes and sizes are fine. I like the bigger pickles. <laughs> well, big, little, darker, lighter, it don't matter. There are darker pickles than lighter pickles, okay? Go look it up. Gherkins are darker than a deal. She's been around a lot of pickles. <laughs> I'm actually talking about pickles, y'all. <laughs> a gherkin is darker in color than a deal. And it's a big deal. You're a deal, no. No, a deal, no. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode of the Commercial Break, 33P may make a special appearance just because. You know you want it. Just write into them and tell them. Anybody who happened to be at the Shady Oakers. Shady Acres. Ochres. 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 The Shady Ochres Retirement Center. Shady Ochres. Shady Ochres. The Shady Okra Retirement Center. That's where I'm going. Shady okra. That's some shady okra you got on your plate right there. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Yeah, boy! Oh, yeah, guys, again, welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green, and this is the master of the universe, Shira. Kristen Joy, totally best to you, Chrissy. Best to Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Uh, well, what is there to say, really? Uh, I think we should wrap the show. That was a good episode of the commercial break. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for joining. <laughs> Nothing left to say. So many episodes. Just go back and listen to them. That's all you got to know. I'm out of stories. No, I'm kidding. I'm definitely You'll not out of stories. I'll always, I know. You'll I look at the world in a, in a very fanciful way. My perspective. My dad asked me this weekend. I was over at my dad's. And yeah. He's like, how do you come up with so much content? And I said, well, first of all, I mostly make it up. <laughs> So that's good. As long as I have an active imagination, I figure we'll have episodes exactly. forever. But then he said, do you look at the world when you go around on your on the daily basis? Do you look at the world in a way where you're like putting together a story right. for the show? And he said, no, not necessarily. I don't go through the world like that. But quickly after a day happens, like I'll review, right? What happened? Exactly. Was that- Is this chewable material? Can yeah. I make something out of it? And then I make it up. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I do think of things throughout the day, you know, I'm like, oh, we should talk about that. Yeah. Well, I'm in a, I'm in a terrible, I mean, not a terrible, I'm in a really kind of like auto mode of writing everything down. I yeah. see a news story, I write it down. Mm-hmm. I have a funny thing happen, I write it down. I have a not funny thing happen that I think I can make funny, I write it down. <laughs> and so I'm always constantly taking notes because it is, it is a lot 
to fill. Yes, and then is. I think about people like Howard Stern who are doing four or five <laughs> hours a day, three days a week. We're just doing four hours, four, maybe five hours of content a week. And Stern is doing like 15 hours of content mm-hmm. a week. Now, he has a cast of characters and I think yeah. he can dig into it. Plus, he's been doing it for what, 80 years or some <laughs> right. shit like that? I mean, the guy is getting old. <laughs> I wonder when we stop. Do we, like, I think he's 75 years old, 72, 73, something like that. So, what is he gonna, will he stop anytime soon? Or is he still culturally relevant? Or do you die when you stop? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I had my, I had a grandfather. And he was an FBI agent before FBI agents could carry guns. So he was an FBI agent way, 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 way back in the day. They were just an investigative bureau. So they, mm-hmm. they didn't, they weren't like armed services, right? They, they didn't carry guns for whatever reasons. This is what he told me. So into his 90s, the guy would tell the nurses to send off his resume at his a senior care home where he was in a bed because he had broken both his hips and had colon cancer. He would literally give his resume to the nurses and ask them to send it, fax it to a certain phone number to see if he could get a job, like a consulting job as a security assistant or something. And he told me once, he said, when you stop working, you start dying. Mm. That's what he said to me. And I think it was true for him. I think when he lost that purpose, he was like, he just kind of started to go downhill. Yeah, for a lot of people. But I am under no illusion that I want to do this into my into my nineties right. or even seventy five. <laughs> no. I'm thinking another good year and a half is what we're obligated <laughs> exactly. to do, and then we just sail off into the sunset to do the I don't know to do the next thing. Hopefully retire, but at the current rate, I think we're going to break even in 2036. Right. So <laughs> we might have to do it. A little bit longer than I anticipated. Yeah, we might have to keep going for a little bit. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be like a five-year run. We'd make <laughs> six, seven hundred million dollars, and then we'd just sail off into the sunset. I'd get our plane. Yeah, we'd be like those smartless guys. You know, we'd yes. get our hundred million dollar payday. We'd fulfill the obligation, and then mm-hmm. we'd sail off into the sunset. But having done the math, I'm <laughs> I'm now convinced that sailing off into the sunset happens well after the world ends. Actually. Which might be soon. So, you know, hey, I don't know. Maybe the things are looking up. Do you think people will be listen to us? Be your own motivation. Yes. Brian. Be your own mo- be your own motivation. Here's my labia. I got that. I'm got coming that to you live from the carnival. Shit house of the seas. Ready to inspire people with purpose and focus. Are you? We're talking about some Instagram folks. You know, we like to even though we're clearly trying to do the exact same thing in a different way, we like to make fun of the influencers, especially the beauty queens who are out there showing their ass and their tits and they put some inspirational quote behind it, right? Then yep. you have to float before you fly. <laughs> do you have to float before you fly? Is that how birds do it? <laughs> they just spread their wings and hope that things turn out or what's going on there? And then they have, you know, they're showing their nipples. Yeah. Or the other kind, which is just people who think they're way too important. They right. think they're way too important. Mm-hmm. They it's have like, to update everybody about everything yes. that they're doing. Yes, that's right. The inspirational quotes <laughs> coming from the influencers, not only do they not inspire, I'm not sure they influence at all unless <laughs> they're influencing my nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one guy that I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate watch him. That's it. And another chick that I just, I hate watch. And I don't hate watch because I hate them. I hate watch because I hate their Instagram posts. Yeah. They make no sense whatsoever. They're like literally take a picture of a half-eaten bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. GM, GM! What the fuck does that mean? Do you, are, are you assured that I'm watching, that I'm, that I'm looking at this in the morning? First of all. Second of all, do I really need to hear good morning while looking at your half-eaten breakfast? It makes me sick to my stomach, you know? <laughs> here at the airport, so early, no one's here. Picture of thousands of people in the airport. <laughs> and by the way, this particular person takes more bathroom selfies than I've ever seen anybody take. It's like she purposefully goes to the bathroom to take a selfie wherever she's going. And I'm wondering, do, like, do I really want to know that you just shit and now you have a brand new haircut? Is is that what you're going for? You're going for the, I just had diarrhea from my bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich at this airport. I feel so much better now. I yes. a selfie. <laughs> just use half a roll of toilet paper here at LAX. Jam, jam. Jam, jam to you. Fuck twad. I swear to God. I swear to God. The earth is the, the human 
psyche is just coming apart at the seams, and we're all watching it, and we're all participating in it in our own little way. And I'm not saying, I'm not claiming that we are not, because we certainly are. If there is anything less important in the world than the commercial break, I'm not aware of it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the Taylor Swift conspiracy theory with Travis Kelsey, and they're getting Joe Biden elected. Maybe that's dumber than the commercial break, but that in and of itself is a high debate. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is I don't care if you just took a shit. I'm not sure your highlights in your hair excite anybody. And GM, GM to nobody. Nobody fucking cares, GM, GM. The morning is the worst time. Say uh, GNGN, like good night, good night. I could take that a little bit more. Anyway, let's move on with the commercial break. <laughs> Word of the day. Oh, word of the day time. Yeah, I'm liking this. I feel like I'm expanding my vocabulary <laughs> just right. a little bit. That's right. And, and I will write it down in the notebook, too, because I've been keeping track of the notebook. Did you see my new pen, by the way? It's oh, I did. Disco ball. ball. There you go. I know. I really like it. it. Oh, it spins? It spins. Oh, yes. it's like a little... Uh, <laughs> what do they call those? The fiddlesticks or the fiddlers or... I don't know what they call them. Yeah, they? something like that. Fidgets. Yeah. Fidget, fidget spinner. Yeah. Fidget spinner. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. Oh, fiddle <laughs> That's what they, they used to, they had a toy called a fiddlestick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not this. <laughs> no, it's not. I bought okay. a, I bought a fiddlestick with that pocket pussy I got. <laughs> you did. It came with a free fiddlestick. <laughs> I've used both of them. All right. All right, go. Well, I thought I'd start off with a little something. We'll ease us back in here today. Okay. Please uh, do. Blarney. Oh, Blarney means bullshit. Mm, Blarney means... Does it? Well, the Blarney Stone, I think kiss the Blarney Stone, doesn't that mean the bullshit stone or something? (laughs) You're full of Blarney. (laughs) I don't know. I've heard it a couple times. Um, I mean, I guess it could mean bullshit, but it it means to uh, talk that aims to charm. Oh pleasantly flatter or persuade yeah it's bullshit that's what it means it means bullshit <laughs> amusing and harmless nonsense uh, the, the commercial break is most definitely blarney we should call it the commercial blarney <laughs> we should it's, here's an example in a sentence she certainly was a charmer as she relied on blarney to persuade her co-workers to share details about their lives i just love that word blarney it's fun uh, yeah is that that's an say. irish word right I mean, it sounds like it's got to be. Yes, it's got to it be. Yeah, yeah, origin yeah. Irish from the from the 18th century. From the 18th century. Mm-hmm. Well, that's almost as mo- old as I am. That's almost <laughs> that's how long the Howard Stern show's been on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it on this morning. I don't listen to it very much anymore. I used to listen to it a lot, but I don't listen to it much anymore just because I don't have time. Now I'm doing my own fucking weird. <laughs> song and dance here yeah (laughs) and so i turned it on this morning and i just how do you have that much energy i mean honestly how do you have that much energy to do a lot it's a lot money the money is a big money yeah when you're getting a hundred million dollars a year i guess that kind of prods you along (laughs) he can't stop like i think his contract comes up at the end of 2025 and i'm just so curious to know whether or not uh stern renews and here's why i'm curious to know I think the over 70 crowd that's currently listening to him may come over in our direction should he decide to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to get the stern sloppy seconds. Uh, well, Blarney, there you go. The commercial Blarney, now a, a very Bon Homey podcast. And if you're interested, uh, it is quotidian also as it comes mm-hmm. on every day and it's completely uh, Mundane. terrible. Yes, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> All right, let's get to some headlines. Uh the Grammys were a few days ago, and th- so I thought I would touch on the Grammys, which I'm now referring to as the Grannies, because <laughs> you are. <laughs> I just used to be so excited about the Grammys. The Grammys was like the one night a year I had to watch network television. I mean, back in the day, you had to watch network television because that's all there was. But I mean, you know, when cable came, mm-hmm. it was the like the MTV Music Awards were the absolute best, coolest music related. Edgy. Yeah, a live television show that you could watch. But then the Grammys were a close second. It was like the respectable, like if someone won a Grammy, they were like, wow, a Grammy. And I guess it's still like that. There yeah, are now it is. so many artists that want to win one, and uh, I never will. So I guess that maybe that's why it's lost some luster with me. I thought for sure. <laughs> you, finally, you finally accepted it. Chrissy, you don't know how many you're times. you're not going to get to the Grammys. No. You know how many times when I was like 13, 14, <laughs> even 15 years old in my bedroom by myself when my parents weren't home that I would pretend that I was winning a Grammy <laughs> and I was up there. Really? Yes, absolutely. Aww. I know. Well, I had a, like I had this whole map drawn out in my 
In my bedroom, in my mind, not actually trauma. Okay. But my, the would bedroom was big. Would stand up on your bed? I would stand up on my mm-hmm. bed. Those were the speakers. Those mm-hmm. were the towers. So I'd have the guitar and, you know, I'd jump <laughs> off it. The waiting to be married. You'll find it here and the So I'd put my, whatever it was, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, whatever. I likened myself to Yeti Vedder. So I would just oftentimes do the whole, mm-hmm. whole routine. I'd pick a song and I'd go through it the whole time. And I'd do the thing. And then I had a little line that was the stage, the edge of the stage. And I would, and girls would be, that didn't help you in your later years when you fell off the stage. No, no, that's probably why I fell off the stage because. It was just like instinct to know that there actually was no stage. And no matter how far I walked, I wasn't falling right, off. Yeah, right. that's true. But after 62 tequilas <laughs> on a three and a half foot tall stage somewhere in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Brian took a nosedive <laughs> in the fog of war. Literally the fog of war. The combination of secondhand cigarette smoke that probably came from me. And then the fog machine. I just walked right off stage. Just. Oh, there. Look at that guy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And meanwhile, the no two people who were in front moved out parted, of the way. Yes, they didn't try and catch me. They moved out of the way. They literally took a step to the right. So there I am, bleeding on the floor, microphone squealing <laughs> with feedback. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that the, the Grammys were not alerted to this performance. I, I think the Grammys were alerted to this performance. I think I'm currently blacklisted forever and ever from any Grammy-related activities. I'm a liability. I'm really not that good. But, I mean, listen. So, the, here we are. It's so stupid. I'm so stupid. I look back on that and I think, what are you doing with your life? You could have been studying to try and pass high school in any kind of meaningful way. You could have played the saxophone, which you might have been good at had you given it any actual time or effort. But no, I was up there with my, you know, uh, broomstick or whatever, up there pretending I had a guitar in my hand. Right. I was actually trying to make my fingers move to the guitar solos, too. So not only did I sing along and pretend that there were thousands and thousands of adoring fans, but I had to make it technically accurate by moving my fingers up and down the broomstick in a way. (laughs) I never forget. I was at a party. I'm like 20, uh, maybe like 19, 20 years old. I'm at this party. I think I've told this uh, before. And me and this guy, we figured out how to play one song together. And we thought we were the next best thing in rock and roll. One song went on for 12 and a half minutes. It was three chords. And at one point, we would play the chords so fast, but together, oh. right, in opposing directions. But it was, like, melodic. And I swear we thought we... Chickity-chick to the chicky chicken. Take my dick out and you don't stop licking. I mean, I don't know what we were singing. But we get in this room at this party. It was really good, though. Yes, it was so good, in which everybody is super high on cocaine. And we're playing this song, and there's like a little crowd. There's like 12, 13 people in a bedroom. We're sitting on a bed. We're playing it, and we're doing this number. And we get done, and everybody's like, you know. The obligatory. The obligatory golf clap. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was. It went on for 12 minutes. No chord changes. It's pretty good. So I get it. So I get out. Now I'm feeling all proud of myself. Yeah. Probably just a little cocaine confidence running through me, right? I'm like, hey, yeah. Did you bad. have like the sweat towel? Uh, no, I didn't have the sweat towel, but I, you know, I put my head down. I just acted like I was humble. You know, I put my head down. I walked around. But in my head, I was flying 300 feet high, right? Right. Because someone had actually put their hands together for something we had done, uh-huh. which was a new experience for me. Right. And so, uh, so you I get, get that, out. You get that first rush, that first I know, that taste. first taste of fame. Tasty teener yeah, that of tasty fame. teener of fame. <laughs> yep. Now I also get noticed, mainly <laughs> by the parents at school. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> oh, there he oh, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard your podcast. You did? I did. I did. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, this is awkward, so I guess I'll just walk away. What do you do for a living? <laughs> What is it you do for a living? Oh, I'm a neurosurgeon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I hear they're doing great things in that surgery room. 
Well, I guess uh, this has been awkward enough. I'll walk away now. And, uh, I'm going to go. Let our kids play together. I'll be yeah, the opposite side of the room. Yeah, look how fun. Yeah. Did I fun tell you about together. my kid's birthday party coming up soon? I'll get an invitation for you. <laughs> um, so I walk out of the room, and then the party's going on, and um, some song comes on. And the song comes on. I know the song. And I do, I'm do. i doing a little air guitar in the corner. You yeah. know, like, and I'll never, ever forget this. A girl comes up to me, who I thought was rather attractive. I remember kind of like eyeing her at the party. Oh, shit. She saw my three-chord song for 37 minutes that we just played. She's into me, right? She walks up to grab another beer. I'm standing in the kitchen. She walks up to grab another beer, and she says, wow, it looks like you're actually fingering the solo correctly. (laughs) And I'll never forget thinking to myself, all those years of fake... Get air guitar paid off. Paid off. This girl <laughs> likes me. She likes. Me. Never spoke another word to me the entire party. Never right. saw her again. But that one moment, I was shining in the sun. Four years of pretending <laughs> that I was on stage in my bedroom have paid off. I'm going to get laid because of it. Yep. And you know what? You got to start somewhere. Never once happened. We were going to talk about the Grammys at one point, but then Brian just went off on his own little. <laughs> he's in his own little world. Hey. Well, oh, there's Blue. Hey, Blue. How you doing? <laughs> well, the Grammys made me think of your career as well. My was. burgeoning <laughs> music career that never quite took off, as noted by the 600,000 episodes of the commercial break. <laughs> we reviewed my music one time here on the show. We did. We did. We never got one. Sunny Side Up. Sunny Side Up. We never that got one. That was my jam. Sunny Side Up. That was your jam? Yeah. Oh, my. The Sunny Side Up. What was the other song. one? Yeah. <laughs> she's lying on the floor. <laughs> no, she's lying on the lawn. <laughs> I think this moody song about a girl who was... <laughs> Tried to commit suicide. Lying on the ground. Yeah, live on the living on the ground. When will she be found? Oh my god! <laughs> Beaten by her dad. Well, Things are sad, 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 in sad. In all fairness, that was kind of the the mood of that time. It was, you know, yeah. with a lot of the. Alice in Chains and Pearl mid to Jim late nineties. Yes, yeah. Well, actually, it had already passed. Grunge. grunge was way over. Right. We were now into you know, <laughs> chickeny Chinese, chickeny Chinese chicken. with a Chinese chicken. <laughs> Looking at the clock because it don't stop ticking. <laughs> Getting French fries with your shoes on. I got no booze on. How can I love you when you think I might be mad at you? <laughs> Whatever the fucking song is, I don't know. I hate it. I hate it. To be fair, I think we were more in Limp biscuit territory. Okay. And Brian was trying to bring like... Limp biscuit yeah, Limp biscuit territory. And Brian was going back to Collective Soul days. <laughs> I was pulling from early Matchbox 20. People had moved on. They were on to rap rock or whatever the fuck that shit was. Yeah. It was all the stuff that was at the... The Lollapool or not ninety nine Woodstock ninety nine Woodstock ninety nine Woodstock yes Woodstock ah good old Woodstock ninety nine mass death and rape at <laughs> Woodstock Woody. come on down to Woodstock <laughs> we're gonna set fire to the stage touch your did. that was the craziest that documentary was the nuttiest documentary <laughs> I'm glad I didn't I go. know and there's like the the producer of the concert's like well I did see a lot <laughs> of tits. <laughs> You didn't think you didn't think to put a little extra security Jeez, in the middle? That was crazy. It all went to hell in a yeah, handbasket. Yeah, I mean, I think we reviewed this on we the did. show, but that yeah. Woody Stock 99. <laughs> was a shit even show. MTV had to leave. Right. Even they thought yes. it was too much. Yeah. And who's the other guy? Moby or whatever his name? Remember Moby? Yeah, yeah. And Moby went and played and he was like, We're Moby. out of here. Right. Yeah, we are not doing this. <laughs> yeah. There are too many tits and too many dicks. Like, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And I really, like, when I watch that, I feel so, so sad for a generation of music fans and lovers who just went to that show to have some fun. Be- and, and the absolute greed. Uh, 
of these the Woodstock producers who by the way they were sitting backstage too in like these velvet couches with yeah, every kind of telling everybody everything's okay and yeah, doing like, blow and, yeah they had their own set of tits in yeah. their face and the truth was is that it was like it, the Woodstock producer I want to just share this right now I know we're not we're supposed to be talking about the Grammys we'll get to it obviously in the next segment of the show but I just want to share this the Woodstock producers especially that one guy Michael Levy I think is his name was his name Michael Levy I can't remember okay the, name. the one guy who the original like had the mastermind of woodstock the original original. 69 woodstock was never in it for peace or love he was never in it for peace or love he only let the gates fly wide open when he realized what a nightmare he had on his hand hundreds of thousands of people had shown up because the word had gotten out on jasper's farm that everybody was going to go there for three days of peace love and whatever the fuck and the only reason why he flung the doors wide open is because people were already climbing the fences. There Same was chaos thing. anyway. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make the best of a very, very difficult situation. He wanted to make money. He did it again in 1992, 94, 94 Woodstock, okay. I think. Yeah. And then he did it again in 99. 94, he got away with it, made cabillions of dollars. And then, for some dumbass reason, he decided to rent an Air Force base that is all cement so that he could make yet more money off the good the goodwill of the Woodstock name. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there are lots of people who went to the original Woodstock that did not look upon it very favorably. They had a really tough time just surviving yeah, for four or five days. Yeah, water was scarce and the heat and the sun and yeah. Yeah. And so, when in 99... It's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. You put a bunch of kids with a bunch of booze and drugs on a hot tarmac, and then you ask them to listen to music that sometimes was good-natured, but at other times was super aggressive. Yeah, ragey. Yeah, with little to... (laughs) Literally, rage against the machine, right? Yeah. With little to no security or oversight... Yeah, those secure. That was a whole other part of the documentary. Was the the security people that were basically like they were kids. Uh, yeah, they, they were, were kids. just kids that wanted to go to the show. Yeah, they didn't s- care. So as soon as they got their t shirts, they yeah. just walked into the show right. and threw the t shirt exactly. away, gave it to somebody else. Here, you you go backstage. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Right, and then yeah. these poor teenage girls and and twenty uh, something girls who are just hot as shit, and they see one girl take their top off, and then everyone's mm. doing it because they're feeling pressured by all of these all, by the by the crowd. Group think takes over real fucking quick and if you don't think you're you don't think you can be subject to it you are mistaken Mm -hmm. and so all these girls with their tops off it's just a recipe for fucking i'm not saying that that i'm not saying it's anybody like the girl's fault that they took their tops off what i'm saying is is that booze drugs tits sexual energy a violently aggressive energy like all of a sudden that is just a terrible disaster. disaster and meanwhile Michael, whatever his name is, is sitting in the background telling everybody everything's cool and uh, let's let Limp Biscuit go on next. Yeah. <laughs> let's let yeah. Limp fucking Biscuit go on next. <laughs> and he even told the guy, he said, someone told the guy, some producer told the guy, could you please calm it down? Like, we need you to calm it down. Mm-hmm. Well, Fred D- Durst. I mean, I know he's trying to make a comeback to her and everything, Grandpa, a comeback to her, whatever Limp Bizkit is, but Fred Durst went the absolute opposite direction. And you shouldn't probably trust a 20-something rock and roll god to then calm the crowd right. down, because that's exactly the opposite of what he did. And you know what I have to say to that? Fun to watch on TV, terrible documentary, and I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just never... I was... At Sunnyside Retirement Center, trying to let people know <laughs> that were. it's sunny side up. <laughs> right. Like, come on, guys, sunny side up. You had your own little festival. I did. I had my own little festival at the retirement home. One person <laughs> stayed in the room after we began playing. There were twenty. <laughs> one person stayed. <laughs> we have to review that music again. Yeah, I think do. it's long we overdue do. that yes. Brian breaks out that tape. Yeah, because we were talking about it, and this is the early days of TCB, but we were talking about it for a while, and then your friend that was in the band with you, is yes. that what happened? He contacted you and got you the the. He came the to tapes. my birthday party. Yeah, he, he got me the long-lost live tapes of TCB of uh, 33P. Yeah, the archives. And I'm telling you what, I thought, I knew it was going to be bad. I had no idea how bad. It was terrible. 
And I'm not afraid to poke fun at myself. However, I did see recently over the holidays, I saw the other two of the other members of that band oh, at did. like a little reunion, I not like know. a band reunion, but like a reunion of friends, <laughs> a band reunion. 33P, back for one night only. <laughs> Live at Shady Acres Retirement Center. Get ready to have your dick pounded inside out. <laughs> Brian Green. <laughs> That other guy, what? the third guy who doesn't want to be named. <laughs> I think they were all a little pissed at me, actually, if I'm being honest. <laughs> because one of them is a very successful musician, okay. like a very successful okay. studio and touring musician. And I think he would rather yeah. that just die where it died that day. At the retirement home. At the retirement home. Let it die at the retirement home where it belongs. <laughs> Please. But nope. Brian's commercial break needs content ideas. So I guess we all have to suffer. (laughs) All right. We've gone on way too long. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the Grammys, I promise. (laughs) I always have to put me first. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. We'll be back. Sorry to interrupt, but that's kind of my thing these days. If you're sick of me interrupting Brian, give us a call at 626-ASK-TCB3, leave us a voicemail, and maybe I'll interrupt you on the show instead. You'd love that, wouldn't you? You can also text us at 855-TCB-8383 and check out our website, tcbpodcast.com, for all things TCB. You know what's coming next. Follow us on Instagram, at The Commercial Break, and on TikTok, at TCB Podcast. And now, let's listen to some sponsors, because they're the real ones around here. This episode is sponsored in part by Prize Picks. Everybody out there in the podcast universe knows what a huge NFL fan I am and exactly how much I know about the sport. However, I'm getting into it and I'll tell you why. Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. You don't have to be a professional football player or dating some famous singer to get in on the action. Prize Picks is allowing you to do it. And it's that time of year again, the big game right around the corner. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game changing moment into 100x your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. I just jumped on the Prize Pick apps last week, and I'm telling you what, it's super easy to do. Prize Picks is a really simple way. I can make my picks and then submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Now, I don't want to go into detail about who I picked because I make my choices based on a complicated spreadsheet, and then I have Blue bark twice at the right answer. So do us a favor, go to prizepicks.com slash TCB and use the code TCB for the first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash TCB. Make sure you use the code TCB for the first deposit match of up to $100. They're giving you free money. So no matter who wins or loses this big Sunday, you have an opportunity to be part of the big game in a big way and possibly win a little moolah. Who's going to argue with that? prizepicks.com slash TCB. Use the code TCB and get a first deposit match of up to $100. Thanks, Prize Picks, for being a sponsor of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food, and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available 
trouble, relieve sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed. And we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Claritin. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so the Grammys a couple of nights ago. Now let's get to that, (laughs) finally. Uh, The Grammys... Uh, a couple of nights ago. Did you watch some of it? I did. I had it on just kind of, I forgot that it was even going to be on. Me too. Then I got reminded of it somehow and I thought, oh, well, I'm at home and I need to organize and do some stuff. And so I just turned it on in the background. Well, I never, I would have never known it was on had Astrid not told me or I saw it in one of the trade rags because the truth is, well, I used to get really excited about yes. the Grammys. The last number of years, I found it to be really underwhelming, just in general, like the production value and the hosts. And the- I mean, I used to, some people might still be of the mindset that they really love to watch those award shows, but I, I don't know who don't, those people are. I well, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Some people get really excited about them. It's like yeah. a tradition to watch it, but I don't know. Uh, keep up with that well i do have to say this let's start at the beginning i saw heather our friend heather mcmahon oh i wanted to see her yeah. that was the thing i saw yeah. her on e. e she's doing the red carpet she did for her yeah. best to you girl you go get it that girl became super famous yeah like, right after she was on our show two minutes <laughs> after our show yes you couldn't have waited heather like a couple weeks to come on the show so that we could piggyback <laughs> off your fame come on <laughs> piggy front yeah piggy front off our fame but no congratulations and she does a great job she's very funny and she did the golden globes i think she too? did yeah okay. all right so she did that and what i noticed was they stuck her kind of behind a railing with e-entertainment they stuck her behind a railing she was talking about that on her podcast um with the last show too but if they like, she didn't even have an opportunity to enter. They were all walking by her, and oh, she was just okay. saying things like she was saying things at them, like okay. not. So she would, you know, shout a question or a thing or whatever, right? Like, oh, CeeLo Green, you know, yeah. and then she would turn around to the iPhone camera on the Instagram reel that I saw, and then she'd be like, "That's CeeLo Green," you know, da 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 da. And I thought to myself, do they not let her interview the people? They not like their publicists pull them over or something? I don't know. I didn't. I missed that. I don't know. Maybe E doesn't have as much cachet at uh, the Grammys as they do at um, at the Golden Globes. Anyway, she was funny, no doubt about it. Congratulations to Heather. But then I watched some of the program. I'll say this: I think some of the live music was good. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think they yep. did a good job of stuffing a lot of live music in there, which is what the Grammys should be. It shouldn't be this talk fest where everybody, you know, jacks themselves off and congratulations to you and you're the best that ever lived and all this. I understand doing one or two of those per program, but at, like in the last 10 years, some of that got a little lengthy it and did. a little wordy. Yep. Trevor Noah's great. He, he knew is. how to work a crowd. He did a good job, yes. I think. Taylor Swift actually smiled at one of his jokes. So uh, I'll say that he was certainly in better favor than the last guy who did the award show. What was his name? Uh, you know, Chelsea Handler's old boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Joe, Joe Coy. <laughs> yeah. So I think Trevor Noah did the best with the situation that was given to him. And Trevor's a very likable and funny human being. He is. But he keeps it light. There, there were so many production gaffes, it seemed like to me, in the live show that I found it to be hard to watch. Like the in-memorandum mm-hmm. part of it. Stevie Wonder, for those of you that watched or didn't watch, Stevie Wonder, they put him in a piano in the middle of the crowd with a band. He gives this lengthy speech about Tony Bennett because Tony Bennett died this mm-hmm. year and he's going he's gonna to be the big name that we all talk about, right? Tony Bennett. So Stevie does a rendition of Stevie's song that Tony Bennett liked to do live on stage. Mm -hmm. And they interspersed Stevie singing, and then Tony was in the background on a video singing. And then Stevie sang a line, and then Tony sang a line, and then Stevie sang a line, and then Tony sang a line. 
I realize that Stevie is blind, and so he doesn't have any visual cues to tell him what is going on, but he's pretty fucking good at music. And I absolutely love Stevie Wonder. Absolutely love him. Oh, yeah, 100%. This is by far the most terrible singing I have ever heard from Stevie Wonder, and really, really bad in general. Like, he was in a different key altogether somewhere there in outer space. I'm not sure where he was. He was kind of stepping on Tony at times. They shut off Stevie's microphone at other times because I think he was singing, but Tony was supposed to be singing. Oh, God. So I realized the minutia of this must be difficult, right? Um, But then I also noticed that he was playing piano, but at times he would like raise his hands and like make these weird gestures to the crowd. For five or six seconds at a time, when you could hear the piano bene- be- so beneath it. it was uh, pre-recorded. It was, a, it was a track, but right. clearly his voice, like the singing that Stevie did, was not a track. And it was just bad. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to say it bad. Then, 15 seconds into the performance with Stevie, they show a picture of Jimmy Buffett. But the, qu- the picture quickly goes away, and then Tony Bennett is back. And I'm like, wait, are we doing a Stevie Buffett tribute here? Or a Jimmy Buffett? Are we doing Tony Bennett? Or are we doing Stevie Wonder? I'm not really sure. I, I remember hearing the Jimmy Buffett. It was that, come Monday. Come Monday, I'll hate my life. Come Monday, I'll interview Matt Rife because he's not so famous anymore. <laughs> And he's at TCB, the entertainment floor. (laughs) Uh, So, yes. So then Stevie finishes up, wraps up. Everyone's kind of befuddled. They're all like, oh, okay, thanks, Stevie. (laughs) And then on to Jimmy Buffett. Now, clearly what happened was there was a production snafu. They Uh showed Jimmy early. They pressed the wrong button or whatever. Now they do a little video montage to Jimmy Buffett. And then all of a sudden, Annie Lennox is up there singing Nothing Compares to You, which Mm -hmm. was a beautiful rendition, and nothing Annie Lennox does is bad to me. She is good, 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 good. good. And while her voice isn't like, you know, the voice from the 80s, it's still beautiful. And she Mm -hmm. did a great job, Nothing Compares to You. She kind of mixed like the Stevie Wonder, Sinead, I mean the Prince Sinead versions Mm -hmm. together. It was really good. But then they're putting all these people. I like the Fantasia Tina. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so now we're, we've showed more faces, many of which no one is familiar with, composer, singer, right. pianist. You know, okay, they're probably Academy members and, you know, they deserve their, their due. Uh, but then out comes John Batiste. And now John Batiste is giving a, uh, a tribute to this African-American executive in music known as the godfather of black music, right? And uh, mm-hmm. John Batiste is wonderful. God, wonderful. So yeah. But then all of a sudden, his brother who died, Ronald Batiste Jr., the, the percussionist who died oh. earlier in the year, mm-hmm. is they've got like a picture of him and then John is singing uh, this song and then John goes, yeah, woo! And I'm like, whoa, are we like happy about that? Is that a good thing? I didn't know. I didn't know what, how to feel about that. I was like, are we happy he died? Or That was the brother that we didn't like? I'm not sure. Or were they even related? I don't know. Maybe they weren't even related. They just shared the last name. The brother we didn't like. Yeah. Then we got Jay-Z up there. Yeah. Bitching and complaining because Beyonce didn't win Album of the Year. But She's she won the up. most Grammys ever. But she by wasn't any up woman. for Album of the Year. Oh, she wasn't. No. Oh, well then there you go. Why are we complaining, <laughs> Jay Z? I don't understand. I guess he. I think he was saying in general. But yeah, yeah. Did you? I don't know. We got Lenny Kravitz, who will always be cool in my mind. Oh, God. He's just we like, talked about him the other day. Yeah, he's the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> he really is. Screw I mean, the white sun, guy with the beard. The I, sunglasses, I think, are... Doesn't. D- d- yeah. He's always got sunglasses. It's also smart, because he's getting yes. a little older, and it hides his lines. Yep, yep, you know what I'm yep, saying? So he always look. looks young, and those dreads just always look right. good on him. But he's got this, like... His nipples <laughs> are peering through this shirt. He's got this big prince cross on, and he's like... The Godfather of Black Music, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, what? Uh, what better way to respect the Godfather of Black Music than to show your nipples on TV? I mean, come on, you look good in a suit, bud. Put on a suit. What are we doing? <laughs> so uh, you get through that whole number, and and, and then you got uh, you know Miley Cyrus winning her yeah. first Grammy, all in Dolly Parton. What was she wearing? What was that hair? Did you see the hair? Yeah, that hair was like. A lion's mane. It was. It was real poofy, and um, I think it was like a 70s type look or something. 
Yeah. If everyone's going for the mob wife aesthetic. Oh, that's I've, I've the new thing. I've been reading about that. Oh, yeah, we got a, I got an Instagram <laughs> friend that's all, you know, knew I've that. I've been reading about that. You know, activate mob wife. <laughs> jam, jam. Whatever. I don't know. Um, but okay, I can, I'm, I'm down with it, right? Okay, G, you know, mob wife aesthetic. I get it. But she came out looking like half Tina Turner, half Dolly Parton, half mob wife. And yeah, that's 150%, which is impossible. But anyway. Mesh. Yeah. She yeah. Had, she like, had her nipples hanging out, too. <laughs> uh-huh. And they didn't she censor them. Said she, she even said she forgot her underwear. She always so. forgets her underwear. <laughs> I think she's just like one of those naked babies. Yeah. You know, I got a kid that's exactly. a naked baby. Yeah. He just wants to walk around naked mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. The naked baby, you know? And listen, I'm here for it. Whatever. It's 2024. Do we really fucking care what people are wearing anymore? Really. And if they're showing their tits? Okay, fine. No. Whatever. Just don't put an inspirational quote down below. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And then you've got uh, Tracy Chapman. That was really good. Coming out of what seems like a very long period of n- not being around. I yeah, don't know. you don't see her very much. No, I think I, I, I was watching a fast car performance from like 2016, maybe a couple of months ago. So good. Tracy Chapman is so fucking yeah, good. she really is. And she did it with Luke Combs, am uh-huh. I right? Yep. Such a good song. And then who else was up there? Then, can, <laughs> can we just let Travis Scott go? <laughs> Can we just let him go? He's dating that Kardashian girl. Bunch of kids just died at his concert not too long ago. And now we got him closing out the Grammys? Like, or late in the Grammy show? Why, why do we care? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, eh, okay, time for me to go back to do that. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of over his like dark underlord, you know, jump all over the place kind of thing. Travis has some good music. Some music that I think is is good, nice to the ear, right? But I don't care for Travis' personality. Like, he's always out there. I don't know. I just felt like it was like, why are we giving this guy props? We waited the obligatory year after the kids died, and now we have to put him back on the Grammys. Do we really have to put him back on the Grammys? Do we really? But then again, CeeLo Green was there, and he's had his own <laughs> troubles, too. So. But I, I noticed that CeeLo Green wasn't anywhere to be found on stage, at least not while I was watching. And Killer Mike gets arrested. I saw that. The fuck? I know. I really don't know. Mora is going to come out probably by, by the time that this airs. Yeah. Oh, well, it was an altercation with a security guard is what I heard. Okay. Right. There was altercation with the security guard. Some people said it was because he had a warrant for like a nonviolent something that happened in L.A. But I don't think the police go after somebody yeah. at the Grammys like that. Yeah. I just don't. For a Some nonviolent kind of bench warrant. Is yeah. what was said. Well, somebody probably didn't recognize, you know, like some bullshit happened and he... I imagine went, rightfully. But kudos to him. We won three. Three Grammys. Three Grammys. And do you know how old that guy is? 48 40, yep. years mm-hmm. old. It gives us hope, Chris. Yes. It gives us hope that someday we too may be recognized by somebody for something. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying there's a chance it might or, at our advanced age. We're running up on that time. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> but, so in total... I think that the Grammys were filled with kind of production snafus that made it sometimes difficult to watch. Yeah. Performances that were good and bad. And that a lot of reflecting was going on and it made it feel not so youthful. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? It does. Yeah. And not that I'm the guy who should be talking about what's youthful or not youthful, <laughs> but I used to get really excited about the Grammys. They would have exciting performances by, you know, Guns N' Roses and Madonna and, you know. It was a big deal. Also, there were not five million billion channels of other things. Yeah, I know. We keep saying that. We keep, But it is true. It's You're true. right. It's, you know, SoundCloud, you know, YouTube. Spotify, you know, every app that you can get. You're right about that. Is this hard? It's much harder to be a very famous music star today in Mm -hmm. 2024 than it was in 1982 when you literally had MTV and that was the only way. That was the only way you could get your music out there. And that had everything to do with PR and talent, but PR agents Mm -hmm. and agents and publicity and all that other stuff. So I am volunteering. I'm volunteering to host (laughs) the Grammys next year. And make it just a smidge more interesting. If you want technical snafus, bad <laughs> jokes, and old artists covered. playing music, check, I got you covered. Check, check, check. 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 The commercial break <laughs> hosts the Grammys 2025. <laughs> Kids, this is, I'm going to knock your dicks in the dirt with all the stuff that I have planned. I am literally going to roll Lane Staley's old, <laughs> Lane Staley's old bones out there. 
and man in the box, we're going to put him right up on stage with us. <laughs> While the bare naked ladies do their best rendition of the rooster. That's oh, right. he came to snuff the rooster. 33P may be. Chickity chick when the chicken and the rooster. <laughs> 33p may be around there somewhere 33p may make a special appearance just because you know you want it just write into them and tell them anybody who happened to be at the shady acres shady acres 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 the shady acres retirement center shady acres shady acres the shady okra retirement center that's where i'm going Shady okra. That's some shady okra you got on your plate right there. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to be back with lots more fun. Ugh, finally. I feel like I was waiting forever for my turn to talk. Now that I have you, go to tcbpodcast.com to find all of our audio and video content, and follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at tcbpodcast. Want it to be your turn to talk? Call us and spill the tea at 626-ASK-TCB3, and you may hear your voice on the show. You can also text us your tea at 855-TCB-8383, and boy, do we love to hear it. Anyway, take a listen to our sponsors, and let's get back to the show. All right, and we're back. Um, I just want to say this. I think I owe an apology. And I'm going to Maya Copa right here on the commercial break, which I don't do very often, but I seem like I'm doing more uh, and no, more. I know, I was going to say. It <laughs> seems like I'm doing week. more and more. Yeah, I just did one last <laughs> week. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I owe an apology or if I'm just totally off base about this. The other day I'm scrolling through Insta Twitter or whatever the fuck I'm on, <laughs> and I catch a DJ, like a young female DJ, mm-hmm. and it says, you know, French Riviera DJ... I made a joke and was mixing this, doing a house remix on this song, and all of a sudden, it's my jam or something along those lines, right? But I had the volume off. So then I turn on the volume, and you know what it is? She is house remixing Creed, the band's song, into like a house music song, which everyone is dancing at and going crazy. There's probably a... 150 people in the room of this club, like this daytime, you know, beach club or whatever. Uh And they are just going bananas. And none (laughs) of them over the age of 25, none, not one that I could see. They were going crazy. I'm six feet on the edge and I'm thinking... (laughs) I was going to say, I think they probably were too young to catch Creed in the first iteration. Everything old is new again. (laughs) Yes, you're right about this. Everything... Old is new again, and apparently Creed is coming back into fashion because it wasn't one day later when I saw Paramount Plus, I think is what it was, had a commercial, and that commercial had Creed in the commercial. Drew Barrymore, um, who's the guy who, uh, Captain Picard, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? From Star Trek? From Star Trek. The bald guy? The bald guy. (laughs) Can never remember his name. Yeah, okay, Captain Picard. Lieutenant Picard, whatever his name was, uh, <laughs> family guy, uh, you know, that the, the kids whose little heads are shaped like uh, footballs. <laughs> anyway, a couple football stars, and they're all in this like massive, probably way huge budgeted commercial. And up at the top of this mountain is Creed singing their song. <laughs> and it's hip. It's Good cool. Creed. It's interesting. Best of Creed. No. <laughs> what are we talking about? You had your creed time. Bad back then. I had no creed time. My creed time was never. I Even if Scott Stapp came on this show, which he's been pitched, right? Even if he came on this show, even if we said yes and everything worked out in his favor. And I say his favor, <laughs> probably our favor. But even if that happened... I would still have to tell him directly to his face. Scott Stapp, the lead singer, I'm assuming is the one that would come on the show. Even if he came on the show, I would still have to share with him that I am not the world's biggest Creed fan. And I think that's okay to say. Like, you know, I don't have to like everybody's music. I don't have to like everything about everybody for them to come on the show. I am not the world's biggest fan. I will say this, and I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again now. He did move his guitar case so I could put my stroller in an airport. So that's I'll right. have to say that. That's right. That he, he seemed like, like a, a nice guy. guy. That's right. But 
And I know that Creed played arenas around the world, and you know they yeah, were like a lot of people liked Creed. A lot of people liked Creed, including a lot of my friends. A yeah. lot of my friends were they into were, Creed. They were they were hot. For a yes, while. they were hot for a minute, mm-hmm. and they definitely were the band of the moment for I don't know maybe a year or two. But what 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 are we doing? They're now like headlining Paramount Plus commercials. Either Paramount Plus has no content whatsoever, or I am just stumbling upon the fact that Creed is having a resurgence in popularity in the underbelly of America, and I am not understanding this. I mean, I have not. I say best to Creed on that. Okay. You be nice to everybody. I'm going to tell you how I really feel. You be disingenuous. I'm going to be honest. Here it is. Creed. Yes. There are some catchy tunes in there, and I, I I get it. There's some earwigs. Look, they've been they've been hustling for a long time. You got to give them that. Chris, do you know the story? Do you know what cr- happened to Creed? No. Okay, let me just share with you <laughs> what I think the story is based on my what you think bullshit version of the story. <laughs> the version of the story is Creed was the hottest thing since sliced bread, and then. They quickly fell apart. Well, the one thing I didn't care for about Creed was that it sounded very... Uh, Religious. Uh, no. <laughs> Even though it wasn't. I know. I wasn't going to say religious. I was going to say he sounded a little too much like he was trying to sound like Eddie Vedder. He, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Th- there was a million people. Who tried, there like, were. He, you know, Stone you Temple, Scott it. Whelan. I did it. <laughs> Scott Whelan did it. Yeah. Right? And Scott Whelan did it to great effect. Stone Temple Pilots, one of the better bands that came out of the 90s, right? Yeah. Um, still like the Stone Temple Pilots music. And at first, you swore to God that was a Pearl Jam song. You were like, no, that first song that came out, you were like, no, 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 no. That's a Pearl Jam song. No, no, no. Now it, no, it's not. It's a band called Stone temple pilots Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck that means uh so yes he did sound a lot like eddie vedder or tried to sound a lot like eddie vedder what turned me off was all the shirtless you know flying in the air (laughs) pretending he's god you know jesus christ lookalike jesus christ superstar bullshit when they didn't even intend to be a christian band they kind of became a christian band why why what was the christian part about i don't remember that because a lot of the lyrics started to take on meaning to some people in the audience like the it kind of caught on that they were a christian band even though they never intended to be one and then they ran with it they were like oh okay yeah we're a christian band sure why not and i think scott stapp was like religious at one point in his life right um can you take me like it was all like weird you know, yeah, it was kind of just there in the background for Jesus me. Jesus fetish bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I went to one of their concerts. Do you know why I went to one of their concerts? <laughs> to hate concerts? Because go? my drug dealer was there. That's why I went to one of their concerts. <laughs> Literally, the guy was like, hey, you're going to come to Creed with me? And I was like, no. He's like, you owe me 80 bucks. <laughs> okay, sure. Are the tickets for free? Yes, I need someone to go with. Meanwhile, there were like 30 people that went with the guy. I don't know why I showed up there. I ended up standing around just like, ah, okay, all right, well, can you take me higher? I guess so. People. Was it an outdoor show? No, it was an indoor, indoor show. A indoor. lot of lights, a lot okay. of fire, a lot of Scott Stapp's chest. I mean, it was a lot of like just stuff that I just, it wasn't for me, right? It was too a little too flashy for me. I, I like my my rock and roll a little bit more, you know. Eddie Vedder-ish. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like, put your head down. You're not supposed to be famous. Be humble. But, you know, okay, so they had their moment, and there were a lot of people that liked them. I get that. I, I don't have to like everything everybody else likes. I don't have to like, uh, you know, just because you like everyone. it. It's not for everyone. <laughs> just like yeah, this Just show. like this goddamn show. <laughs> but I swear, they are making a comeback, and it is working. Mm. Whoever their PR agent is, Whatever talent agency wait, you, they're working you still with. Didn't, you didn't do the story of what happened with Creed. Oh, okay. So Creed fell apart when Scott started to get a little strange. Like he was mm. kind of flying Ego. off. Ego, drugs, and alcohol by okay. his own admission. And I had known this because I had a friend that worked at a dance club. She was a manager at, at a you know a dance club, a shoe show, a, a lady of the oh, night a dance club. club. Yeah. The Cheetah. <laughs> Right, she was a manager at the. She was a manager yes. of the ladies at the Cheetah. And she would see him, she, and it was her boyfriend was the dealer that I went to the oh. Creed show with. <laughs> but he had shown up a couple times after shows in Atlanta, or for whatever reason. Well, yeah, because was he from Atlanta? No, 
No, I think he's from Michigan or okay. something. I don't know. I don't know where he's from. <laughs> but the, she would report back that things were not all Christian with the Christian rock band, if you know what I mean. I'm just sharing that. I don't want to get into he said, she said bullshit. But so, and every time she said that, the guy that I was, you know, hanging out with, <laughs> doing, doing a lot of drugs with, he would get all angry and upset. He's like, no, they'll never do that. And his girlfriend was like, yes, I was just there two hours ago. That's what happened. So things started to fall apart. The band kind of fell out of favor. And Scott had some mental health issues, which mm. I don't want to make fun of. But apparently it included not being so nice to his wife mm. and his children. There are many, many phone calls that he made to 911, to his wife, to these other places where he is clearly coming apart at the seams because of drugs, drugs and alcohol or because of mental health issues or because of a combination of all oh, of them. Yeah. So he's doing a lot of self-medicating. And so Creed found another singer. They, mm. they started Alter Bridge, I think was the name of the band. Um, they became Alter Bridge. Do you now, know way more about Creed than I have? Listen, I do. <laughs> as a guy who trolls the internet, this is just what happens. You start to like osmosis. You start to read this stuff. But then after many years swearing that they would never work together, all of the sudden they make they're this back. announcement six months ago that now they're going to do not a tour, but a series of cruise, <laughs> cruise ships. Everybody's doing the Everyone's ships. doing the cruise ships. And I think they're doing a festival or something like that. Well, okay. you know the world tour is now coming. Because they are now back in favor. Mm -hmm. When the 20-somethings are remixing your music as house music, dubstep, whatever the fuck, you know you're coming back into favor. Then Paramount Plus asks you to be the lead in their promo commercial or one of the leads in their promo commercial. Things are looking great for you. You have an official fucking comeback. Mm -hmm. and so You don't I, like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I <laughs> it don't, sounds like you I'm don't like it. I'm not going to their concert. <laughs> And I don't know why anybody else is, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. Yes, I don't like it. I'm angry you with them. Are, I, I want I the tell. 33P comeback tour, but no one's looking for it. I want to know well, who maybe their you PR need to get agent. in touch with the DJ. I need to get in touch with their PR agent. Hold on. Sunny side up. Sunny side up. Yeah, people are need clamoring. Your, you need your own uh, remix. Yes, I wish somebody would remix that song for me, but <laughs> I don't know who owns the rights to the song, so we're all just staring at each other going, should we reissue that? Reissue it? I think you have to issue it in the first place in order to reissue it, <laughs> right. Brian. Um, so I, But I have to say this, because on this show, not but two years ago when we were talking about Creed, I claimed that they would never make a comeback. <laughs> this would never happen. Creed was one of the, uh -huh. was in the annals of history where uh, it should be. This is where your apology comes in. I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. I'm sorry I ever doubted the power of Creed. Never and, doubt. Yes. The Lord. You have risen again after three days or 30 years. <laughs> In the tomb, You've the boulder has moved, again. you have risen again, you are in fact taking us all higher, <laughs> and uh, while I may not be rooting for you directly, just know that through Chrissy, I am rooting yeah. through you. Yeah. I Chrissy don't know if says, I'm rooting, I think I'm back to the same way I felt, I've always felt about them, that is non, not one way or the other. Yeah, listen. They're there, and you know what, if they're making, if they're making some kind of comeback, it's been a long road. And, well, that's true. You know, best to them on their travels up the mountain. All right. I will begrudgingly say, it's like the bare naked ladies are playing some festival here in Atlanta, and my brother got all excited about it. And I'm like, really? The no. comeback no one's looking for? Right. Yeah. But I, I will say this if they have a comeback, they, as they're making their comeback, I guarantee. That they will be sold out show after show after show because they had enough fans back then and now the kids are getting into them. Fuck, we're all fucked. We're all fucked. We're all going for another round of Creed. We're all going to say, take me higher for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I, for one, am not necessarily down for it, but to each their own. That's right. To each their own. I kid. I act like an angry old man, but I'm really not. <laughs> no. yeah, I know. It's a put on. It's all a put on. I really love Creed. I've got Creed posters all over my I, all over my room right here. It sounds it sounds like you had a little bit more of a personal investment 
Yeah. And what their persona was to everybody else versus what it what it was. Yeah, you know what? That's right. You know? I think I think I was a little angry at the fact that they looked like the do-gooder rock band right. bringing it higher. But and behind I, closed doors yeah. or behind the doors of the strip club. That's right. <laughs> and I think I got angry at the hypocrisy that I've you learned did. since was never even there because they right. never even intended to be a Christian <laughs> rock band. Exactly. <laughs> so I got mad at someone else saying they were a Christian <laughs> rock band. And then I got mad at them for being a Christian rock band. Doing lines off strippers' tits. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened. All right? It's good. It's not complicated when you think about it in my mind, but it might be complicated when you think about it in your mind. I can tell that was the underlying thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm just an angry little pissant, hoping that one day I'll have anybody cheering for me in the manner they cheer for Scott Stout. I'll always cheer for you. Thank you, babe. Appreciate it. Yes. Love you. Me. Love you. All right. Okay. Enough with the gushy shit. It's commercial break. <laughs> TCBpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about Chrissy and I. All the audio, all the video right there. One location. You don't have to go anywhere else. You just go to TCBpodcast.com and uh, have your fun. You can also get your free piggy fronting sticker. Your Teresa, your Teresa Caputo. Not, not her image. I want to make that clear. We'll talk about her brand new show in next episode. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. Free piggy fronting sticker. Go to the website. Contact us button. Say, I want my free sticker. Give us your physical address. And away we go. 1-626-STCB, the number three. That's 1-626-STCB, the digit three. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. Ask TCB. Ask Brian's mom. Send them all there via text message or voicemail. Add the commercial break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash the commercial break. In <laughs> <laughs> my best Dr. Phil That voice. was a good one. Thank you. All right, Chrissy, I guess that's all I can do for today. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love I you. I love you. I'll say best to you. Best to you. And I'll tell you best to you out there in the audience, even Scott Stapp. Until <laughs> next time, we do say, we must say, and we will say goodbye. Goodbye.